Hey everybody, welcome back to the Outer Office podcast. I'm your host Fiona Thomas and I'm coming to you today on the 1st of March 2021 and today is US Publication Day for Out of Office so I don't normally upload on a Monday but I felt like I felt like I really wanted to celebrate the fact that now you can buy my book in America because I know that a lot of my audience, I know a lot of you listening, I know a lot of you who follow me on Instagram and read my blog are based in America and you've only been able to get out of office on ebook on the on Kindle or wherever you get your ebooks. But now you can get it on paperback and you can get delivered to your house and you can start making annotations on the book, which I if anyone who's read the book knows that I command you to do that from the introduction of the book. I tell you to get your highlighters out, to fold down the pages, to make notes in the margins. That's what I like to do on on non-fiction books. So if that's your bag, then feel free to go for it. I will not I'll not be annoyed if you deface my book basically. Um but yeah you can get it in America now. So I just thought I would do a special episode to commemorate that. So today I want to talk about PR. I thought that I would um, basically on reflection of the book having been out for six months now, I have done a lot of PR. <laughs> um, I have done a lot of stuff to get interest in the book, to raise awareness of the book, to get people to buy. And there's lots of tips that I know will be transferable to you as somebody who's either thinking about going freelance or is already freelance and you want to kind of raise your profile so that basically more people know you exist. So so what is PR? PR is, that stands for public relations, if you didn't know. And basically it's all about increase, increasing awareness of your brand, normally through like traditional media and inverted commas, which would be magazines and TV. But nowadays it also means like blogs, podcasts, social media, all that kind of stuff. So most experts agree that PR is a key part of a wider marketing strategy. Um, and if you pick up my book, there's lots of other marketing tips as well. But today I just want to quickly talk about PR and I'm going to make this a short episode with just three or four really easy actionable tips that you can take away and implement today and start raising awareness about your brand. So the first tip is probably the juiciest and the one that will completely revolutionise your concept of how you can get your name out there and how you can get your name in famous magazines and famous online publications. It's really easy. Basically, you just need to get on Twitter and search for the hashtag journal request. So that's as in journalist, so J-O-U-R-N-O, and then request. So if you search that hashtag on Twitter, what you will find is lots of journalists making requests. So they're requesting people that they want to interview to feature in articles that they're writing for specific websites and publications. So I use this hashtag to search. Um, I used to randomly just search it like every couple of days and find journalists, especially when I was writing my, or when when my first book came out, which was a mental health book. And I would get lots of people looking for people to talk about social media and mental health. And I was like, brilliant, 
that is me and I got lots of um, interviews for places like Women's Health, for um, for Cosmopolitan magazine, for Red magazine, Huffington Post, Yahoo News, so loads of different places that I managed to get my name in those articles and I also got them to mention my book. Some of them even put a picture of my book. Um, most of them, if they were online, actually linked to my book as well, which is brilliant because people reading the article could just click through um, after reading what I'd said about a topic and then click through and buy my book. So stuff like that is really invaluable. Um, so, so going back to what journal request is, Basically, if you search that hashtag, so I've just done it, I've just searched it on Twitter and I've, the first thing that's come up is a journalist called Harriet Williamson. So if I click on her bio, she writes for the Sunday Times, the New Statesman, Vice, Indie Voices, Huffington Post, Guardian, Metro. So she is a prolific journalist and she has just tweeted, students, does anyone want to have a quick chat with me about the issue of free speech on campus? DMs open. So there you go. If you're a student and you're thinking about starting a side hustle or you're thinking about going freelance, you could pop her a DM and give her your opinion on free speech. And then basically it means that you will get your name and your services mentioned in whatever article she's writing. And what you can then do is, and what I like to do, is you can then put on your website that you've been featured in that publication. And over time, when that builds up, it really builds that kind of what we call social proof. So when people come to your website and they're like on the fence about working with you, they're like, who is she? What does she even do? If they see from the get-go that you've been featured in the Huffington Post, in Vice, Indie Voices, Metro they will either subconsciously or consciously think this person obviously knows what they're talking about. They're obviously at the top of their game. So as well as raising awareness with the people who read the magazine, it also is a permanent like little badge of honour that you can kind of show off on all your social media platforms and just so shows that you really know what you're talking about. So my next tip for getting some more PR would be to collaborate with other freelancers and this is something that I have always done and never really thought about it as like a strategic thing until more recently like I've always made friends with other people on social media and then collaborated on projects or done Instagram lives together or you know we've done like um, we've collaborated on like blog posts and stuff so collaborating with other freelancers is just such a it's really fun, first of all, because you get to work with people that you like. It's kind of like networking on steroids because you get to <laughs> like if you if you follow someone online, you're like, oh god, like I really love what they do. I really admire them. I wish I could talk to them, but I don't know what to say. Reaching out for a collaboration is a really good way to actually just build connections with people that you like. And I found this like when Online, it's really easy to get sucked into thinking that everybody else is like got their shit together and getting really jealous of what other people are doing. But what you'll find is like most most people feel like that. Um, and I think instead of putting up the barrier of like that person's my competition or that person is doing better than me, actually just like kind of extending an olive branch can actually be much more powerful. 
Um, and what you can do is you can combine your resources with someone and you can reach their audience and they can reach your audience. So a couple of ways that I've collaborated with other freelancers in the past is that I have gone into Facebook groups. So um, Emma from the Freelance Lifestylers, she's got a Facebook group and she ran a like an all day kind of virtual conference for National Freelancers Day last year. So we collaborated and I went into her Facebook group and did a like a webinar. So I did a talk to all her members about how to uh, write a non-fiction book. I think that's what I spoke about, yeah. <laughs> um, so you could do something like that. I've also done Instagram Lives. That's such an easy way to collaborate with other freelancers. So basically you just have a chat on Instagram Live and then it means if you do it on your channel, then they will get seen by all your audience and then you can switch it around where you the week after you do an Instagram Live on their channel, which means you get to talk in front of their audience. So it's brilliant if you can find someone who you've got similar... Um, you've got a similar interest so think about your target audience like if you're a freelance photographer what kind of people are you taking um, photos of if it's is it family do you do family portraits or do you do brand photography which which kind of thing is it that you want to target and then you could go and target um, like a mummy influencer or a um, if it was brand photography you could target like someone like me who runs their own business so it means that you can you can reach their audience and give them some value and it's also it's in a really informal way like I just find Instagram lives a really nice informal way it doesn't look like you're kind of trying to sell to their audience because you're not you're just literally having a conversation in front of their followers you could also do like a bit of a blog swap with another blogger so you could maybe if you're writing an article say you're writing an article about um, your favorite foundations you could ask like another blogger oh what's your favorite foundation and I'll add it into the list and then you could ask if they're doing any blog if they've got any blog posts coming up on your specialist topic which might be lipsticks then you could say well can I contribute something to that blog post and then you both get exposed to each other's audiences. Another thing that I did a lot of last year was going into membership communities. So because my target audience are people who are just starting a business or are already freelance or they're maybe like an influencer looking for other ways to um, live the freelance lifestyle, I targeted lots of membership communities. So I think I did about 10 different workshops last year when I went into places like Grow and Glow, uh, the co-working club, uh, work club, yeah lots of different places I went in and just gave like live workshops on um, stuff like how to write better website copy, how to use Instagram for business and some of them were big communities, like hundreds and hundreds of people, but some of them were a lot smaller. But I still found that the impact that I could have in those groups was really, really powerful because it was a, a niche audience. So instead of me, um, you know, if you imagine yourself standing on a stage and you're talking to like 10,000 people, but they've all just like wandered in off the street 
how it's you know it's great that you're getting um, exposed to that many people but realistically how many of them actually are interested in the topic that you're talking about whereas I was speaking to maybe smaller audiences of like 100 or less than 100 people but every single person there had a specific interest in what I was talking about and they were ready and primed to listen to what I was talking about so don't think about PR as I need to reach like a million people by getting on like this morning or getting on BBC radio because it doesn't necessarily have the biggest impact. Think about how you can target smaller audiences who are already really interested in what you're talking about and you'll have like a higher conversion rate of people actually wanting to buy what you're selling or to hire you to do whatever it is that you do. And the third tip is to do some guest posts. So I, again, did a lot of this when I was promoting Out of Office last year. I must have written about 50 guest posts. And at the time, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do any more. But I'm so glad that I did now. Um, I I became like a guest post writing machine. Uh, It's really good for for SEO because I get my name and my book title and all all of my writing around this you know specific topic of freelancing I got all that stuff published on lots of websites I got the link back to um, the Amazon page where I was selling the book and some of them I got linked back to this podcast as well so really really good for SEO but also really good for just tapping into new audiences. Like I was writing for places that I had never um, never come across before, like marketing publications and stuff like that. Uh, I also written for, written for blog posts for like um, networks that I just wasn't aware existed. So places like All By Mama Network. I also went and did a, a webinar in their membership community as well. So have a look and um, you know just do a bit of research I think that's the key in PR is to don't just jump in without a plan do some research and find some communities and some platforms out with your little bubble and try and reach them because it's great to collaborate with people that you already know and that's like your kind of inner circle but you've got to think outside of that circle so think about finding communities and little pockets of audiences that you didn't even know existed And once you find some places that you think you could write guest posts for, first of all, go to their website and find out if they actually accept guest posts because there are some places that just won't and they'll be open about that probably on their contact page or if they have a collaborations page, they'll say we do accept guest posts or we don't. If they don't, obviously score them off your list. But if they do and they are actively saying that they do, then that's brilliant. So send them an email and be clear in the email first of all about the value that you can provide them because basically you're making life easy for them because you're providing them with free content so go in first of all maybe talk about your audience how many people are in your audience that you can share the blog post with maybe talk about your speciality like where where does your skill set really lie so for me it would be 
writing, writing books, getting paid to write, writing on Instagram, using social media to um, build a freelance career. That's the stuff that I wrote about a lot last year. So really kind of hype up your own skill set. And then also I would just suggest like three titles, just pitch three headlines of articles that you would like to write. I think that's really good if you can save time in the back and forth, the email tennis of like, yes, we'd like you to write for us. Oh, okay, what would you like to write? Oh, how about this? How about this? I think getting it across in the first email can be a really good way to just get the ball rolling. And in that email, you can also add a link to your brand imagery. So if you've got like a nice headshot, then and maybe like a little bio of like who you are and what you do if you can link to that like I put everything all my stuff like that anybody who's worked with me knows I've got a folder that's got my press release it's got my headshots it's got product shots of my book and it's got a bio of like who I am and all my social links it's a really good idea to have that ready to go um, because if you put that in the email as well here's a link to all my assets if you need them it just looks like you really know what you're doing it looks like you really take yourself and you take your career seriously so I think um don't be afraid to put all that in your first email and just um you know be yourself in that email be friendly be nice and really focus on the value that you're going to give their audience so make it all about them don't make it about you about you I want access to your audience don't say that say I I'm looking to write a guest post to raise awareness about my services I'd really love to write an article about the x y and z because I think your audience would really really get it so for example when I was uh, working with the all by mama network I wrote an article about why uh, increasing your rates as a freelancer is really important for your mental health because family life is hard and it's very stressful to be a mother these days so we we kind of discussed it and we knew that that would be a bit of a pain point for their audience and I am really passionate about the link between increasing your rates and um, yeah how how powerful that can be for your mental health. And the final PR tip for today is to pitch to be on a podcast. I know that might feel kind of scary <laughs> if you've never, um, if you've never kind of put yourself out there to be interviewed or to talk on a podcast. Uh, and I get it; it is very scary the first time. But remember, if you're pitching to be on someone's podcast, that other person knows how to interview people they know how to make you feel comfortable they know what questions to ask and remember it's not you're not going to do a public speaking event you're not going to be standing on a stage talking about yourself by yourself it's a conversation so if you can reframe it as you know you're not going to have to speak on your own for a full 50 minutes (laughs) you're just going to be answering questions and it's going to be like talking to a friend so I would say pitch places that you to podcasts that you already listen to um, where you like the host and you like the kind of informal approach that they have make sure it's it's a topic that you are really confident to talk about so if you are like a, I'll say you're like a dressmaker you could go on to a wedding podcast and talk about how you make your dresses so make sure it's something that you're really confident talking about um, and go to kind of similar to the guest posts 
thing is like if you make a list of some website or sorry some podcasts that you think you'd be able to talk on make a list of those podcasts and then go to the website and find out um, how you can pitch to be on it because some of them will have will be really open they'll have um, a contact page where it says you can pitch to be on the podcast here some of them might say we're not taking pitches a lot I think podcasts do get a lot of pitches so don't be offended if they say no or if they say that they're not accepting pitches but my advice would be similar to the kind of what I said earlier is go for the smaller podcasts that are more niche uh, because you will speak to maybe fewer audi- a fewer um, people a smaller audience but they will be really interested in the thing that you've got to talk about so I'd say go make a list of all your favorite podcasts even do some research because you'll find lots more that you didn't even know existed um, and start pitching to be on some of their podcasts um, the worst thing that can happen is that they will ignore your email and then the second worst thing that can happen is that they'll say no <laughs> but the more you do it the more confident you'll get uh, but podcasts are brilliant for for like I say reaching new audiences um, and quite good for SEO as well because more often than not they will link to your uh, social channels and your website in the um, in the show notes which is really helpful. Another little kind of bonus thing that you can do when you're pitching to a podcast is that you can offer to do a bit of a content upgrade for them so you can along with whatever you talk about in the episode you can also offer to give them like a free downloadable. So for example, say you are a social media manager or no, say, you're, say you're like an SEO expert and you're going on to a marketing podcast to talk about SEO, what you could do is share all your knowledge and then you could say, also, I've created this exclusive free SEO ebook. It's like a five page ebook that gives you all the basics on what you need to know about SEO um, and the link is in the show notes where you can go and click and you can download this free ebook. So not only will you be providing lots of extra value for the for the listeners, the podcast host will love that, but you'll also get to capture those people onto your email list. So it's it's a win-win situation. So again, think about how you can provide value to the podcast host and to the, the podcast listeners. And that's a surefire way to get yourself in front of the right people. So that's my... PR tips today to celebrate uh, US Publication Day. So first one is to use hashtag journal request on Twitter. Second is to collaborate with other freelancers. Uh, The third one is to pitch to write some guest posts on your favourite blogs. And the fourth one is to pitch to be on someone's podcast. So I really hope that you found those tips helpful. Uh, A reminder that my book Out of Office is available uh, everywhere now. It's available in America. It's also available in the UK. You can get it um, in paperback. You can get it on ebook. You can also get it on audiobook as well. The link will be in the show notes if you want to pick it up. And that's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please uh, rate and subscribe and come and say hello on Instagram. You know that's where I live. (laughs) I'll talk to you there and I'll see you next week. Bye.